This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 816, How to Think in English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we have a great question from a listener about how to naturally think in English to be better understood by natives and to connect more easily. We give you actionable tips on how to get on the right path. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Michelle, how you doing today? Hey, Lindsay, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am feeling good. It looks like it might rain in Boston today, but uh, that's pretty much the news. That's the update. <laughs> New York, how's the weather there? <laughs> it's looking kind of dreary today. I don't know. We'll kinda see what dreary. happens. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good day for our listeners to stay in and listen to All Ears English. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right, right. And guys, if you really want to use this show to get better, I highly suggest you grab the transcripts. You should subscribe to save 50%. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Subscribe. Okay. <clears throat> Very cool. So, Michelle, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about interesting stuff. Yes. <laughs> we always talk about interesting stuff. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, well, today we're talking about thinking in a new language. Mm. Oh, that's, right. And that how is we interesting can do stuff. It. Yeah, that is interesting stuff. I find this fascinating. This is the part of language learning that I love. It's not the grammar. It's not the construction. It's the the psychological part. Like, what does that mean to actually not just say the words, but to start forming thoughts in a new way? Right, right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, I, I, I was going to say tricky, but that seems like a silly word to attach to it. Oh, but there's so yeah. much there's so much to be said about this and how to really learn and just start thinking in the new language. Yeah. Yeah. And again, guys, always come back to connection, not perfection, because they're, I mean, thinking in a new language takes, it's a shift, right? It's a complete mental shift. And there's always going to be subtle things that are going to happen where we're going to be thinking in our original language and we're going to make subtle mistakes, but that is okay if we're focusing on connection. But I think you guys are ready for this. You're ready to start learning how to start thinking in English, right? Because you want to sound natural. So let's open this episode directly with a question from our listeners so that we know exactly what we're talking about here. Okay, Michelle, would you mind reading the question sure. from Genki? Sure, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Lindsay. I'm Genki from Japan. First, thank you for your great work. I have a question about articles. I find it really hard to use articles like the or uh, probably because Japanese don't have articles. Japanese doesn't have articles. Uh, hello. I want to be able to use articles correctly and make connections more. I realize that native speakers often take a breath right after when they say 
uh, 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 before they say the following nouns. Mm, yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it means they have articles, the or uh, in their minds first, and then think about the following nouns. But mm-hmm. since I don't have articles in my native language, I can't think in native speaker in the native speaker way. I first think of the noun, which I use, and then think of the articles that are added to it. For example, I think when you try to say, I bought an apple, the word and comes first. Uh, in the native speaker's mind. But for me, apple comes first. Then I think how many apples there are. Mm, do you have any advice on how to use articles correctly? Thanks. Ooh, that's a juicy question. Juicy, juicy. like an apple. <laughs> bite in. Should we bite into this apple, Let's Michelle? bite into Should the apple, the article <laughs> apple. <laughs> oh, my God. So what comes to your mind first, Michelle? What, 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 what are your first thoughts when you, when you hear this question? Um, I'm interested about, uh, this with the breath, with the breathing. Um, so Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to talk more about that. Um, but I mean, what comes into my mind first is that, um, you're translating in your head, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have many, many thoughts about that. And I guess we'll continue to get into that throughout the episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're translating. I mean, I remember having a little bit of the opposite problem when I was in Tokyo and I was working in with Japanese uh, English teachers. So I was around Japanese all day. And in the beginning, I was just learning individual Japanese words and trying to use the structure that mm. I knew in English and putting it into the English structure using Japanese words. Did it work? Can you imagine if it worked? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not so much. <laughs> it just created some very weird Japanese. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead, what I had to do is I had to sit in the teacher's room and keep my ears open, let my Japanese colleagues come and go, run in and out of the room and let, just let myself listen to them speaking. Right. Right. And that was really what it what it was. So, yeah, in English. So to get more specific about this question, I guess we do put kind of fillers or we we take a breath. Right. We, we think I went to um, uh, a crazy movie last weekend. Right. Do you do that? Do you feel like you do that? Do you agree with what Genki said? So sh- I- I'm trying to, to make sure that I understand Wait, she's saying that after you say, um, you take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people. Some people, but I don't I think that's the that only the place question. that we take a breath. Like, so, and so it's, it feels weird to recreate the example, honestly. Um, it's hard for me to kind of recreate it, make it feel natural. But yeah. I think that what it comes down to here, this is my opinion, Michelle, you can disagree if you want, but I think that natives place fillers and breaths in different places, depending on where they're stuck. I, I see what Genki is saying that he or she thinks of the noun first and then has to work backwards and then remember what the article is. Whereas for us, sometimes we, I went to a, a, uh, oh, a party, right? We have to, we're thinking. Oh, okay. I, I understand that. Okay. I'm just reading this sentence again. So I've realized native speakers often take a breath right after when they say, uh, before they say the following nouns, but yeah. she's saying right after. So that would be a party. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if there's, I, I mean, maybe I'm missing something here, but I think native speakers will often take a breath when they're thinking, or I yeah. don't think it's so premeditated or rehearsed that no. you have to take a breath after that point. It's not so mechanical. No, I, I, cause yeah, I'm trying to think, okay, I, I, I bought, I bought an apple. No. I, yeah. I, I agree with you, Lindsay, that it would be if you're thinking about something. 
you exactly. would. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I like that. Yes. Guys, the smartest English learners don't just spend all of their time learning and studying. They actually know how to learn. They know the seven simple secrets to connection in English. And when you know these secrets, you know exactly how to spend your time. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets to get our free downloadable video lesson right now. Allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-C-R-E-T-S. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, but that's, I, to me, that's not the point of today's episode. Let's go to the bigger picture. The problem here for this listener and probably a lot of our other listeners is that they, this listener feels like he or she is still thinking in Japanese and translating right. backwards into English. And in this, in this case, translating unnaturally because the grammar is different. The construction is different, right? So the point is today, we want to give you guys actionable tips on how to fix that. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to that part. I don't, you know, I don't want to get stuck in the weeds of why this is happening or when it happens. I'd rather show you guys how to fix the problem. Okay. Right. So what should we think about first? Well, first of all, you know, it's good to just listen, listen as much as possible, get a lot of natural input, right? So this isn't, mm. I'm not talking about, of course, when you're learning, maybe you want to listen to like, you know, you know, things that are meant a little bit sl- uh, slower or easier to understand in the beginning. But then mm-hmm. you do want to move on to things like this podcast or um, uh, the news or different things like that. Just just flood your mind with English, but don't make it so yeah. much like... Oh, I mean, you can use this transcripts, follow, read, listen, underline and mirror, you know, all these mm-hmm. different things. But, you know, um, also try and not make it like a stressful, yeah. a, a source of stress in the beginning. Yeah, I think you need a combination of focused study and loose study, right? Yes. So we want to find that. So really, you should look to stuff in English for your entertainment, for what you're doing when you're walking your dog, you're drinking a coffee, even when you're thinking about something else, right? There's a term for that in linguistics. I can't remember, but it's a term for just loosely taking in that input, but you're not focusing on it. And then there's a, there's another time during the day that you should set aside right. for sitting down with our transcripts or sitting down with NPR. They also right. have transcripts. And underlining and focusing, right? You want to, but you should know when you're doing which one, which version of studying (laughs) or which, you know, what are you doing now? Is this focused study or just loose study? Just taking in the input, like music, as if it were music. But I think it comes back to that input as a first step, because like I said at the beginning, I mean, in Japan, the thing I had to do was, again, like I said, sit in the teacher's room, this tiny room in the school where there were like 10 or like eight or 10 different Japanese teachers coming in and out and just listen to them having their exchanges in Japanese. Listen to that natural Japanese and just be curious, try to pick up on what is going on on. Um, just be curious. Like, what are they thinking about? How they, how are they forming that thought and how is it coming out? Right, right. Exactly. That's true. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And then once we're getting a lot of input every day, Michelle, what is one exercise that we can do? 
Um, well, you can uh, mirror, uh, mirror structures that you're hearing. Yeah. So this is interesting. I was working with a student last year um, who was preparing to, from, to move from Brazil to L.A., to work in the science field. And I assigned her this as an actual homework assignment. I was, unfortunately, she didn't actually do the homework assignment. And I was a little disappointed, actually. But I don't think this is hard to do, guys. You just dedicate five minutes a day and you say, this is the time I'm going to think in English. So what you do is you say, for example, when you go down to the kitchen for breakfast to prepare your breakfast, you narrate in your mind everything that's happening. Right? You say, oh, there's, you think to yourself, there's a coffee cup on the table. Just say that in English, in your mind, silently, using mm. the structures that you've been hearing. I, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So this is not just like, oh, that's a good idea if I think of it. No, you say no, between 8 and 8.05 a.m., this is what I'm going to do. Mm. I think that getting better requires a little bit of conscious effort, guys, a little bit of oh, action. Of course. <laughs> you know, so that's why I want you guys to actually do this as an assignment. Yeah, yeah, that's the, I like that. Yeah, do you think that would help? Yeah, I think so. I think that I think the other thing is I don't know if we are going to talk about this later, but you know, a lot of times in class, I have stu- I have students who want to look up every single thing in the dictionary. Yeah, and um, you know, that's why I mean, when I teach in, in school, you know, we only speak in English. Like, there's no you know, pretty much no use of second language unless you really, really need it for something. But, you know, the the way to learn is like to just uh, to just do it as much as possible. And it what happens is if you start looking up every word in the dictionary, then you're automatically translating. Right. So the yeah. best way to learn is if you're if you're in a classroom or whatever you're doing is the teacher or whoever it is, you know, rather than, oh, can I look those up in the dictionary? I say, no, like, let me help you first. Like, they're like with a picture or I'll act it out or whatever, whatever I have to do. And the dictionary for me is like kind of one of the last steps because, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of for me makes it seem like, okay, well, then you're going to remember the translation. Exactly. I love that point, Michelle. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, for our Boston adventure, did anyone have dictionaries all weekend? Did you see any dictionaries? No, no, no. No, we didn't have dictionary. We didn't use them. And on day one at the orientation, when we had breakfast as a group, one of the first uh, norms or rules of the weekend was no native language. I asked you guys to turn your phone into English, the default setting on your phone, put it into English. Even if there were people from your country, no native languages. And that is a ground rule that we're going to carry through very strictly throughout this program for the next group in October. And there's a reason for that. When we, we when we pair you guys up with the natives, it's your job to make yourself understood. And the natives are very friendly and they'll work with you, but you need to find different words to try to communicate the same thing. And you notice that the dictionary is not a, not necessarily like you, ha- you don't have to have it to get your point across and connect. Right, right, right. And the other thing yeah. is to not stress out when you hear a word you don't know. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to focus on like the basic, the basic meaning. And, you know, so if you're hearing things or if you're, if you're speaking and you think, Oh, I have this word, you know, like just, yeah, I think taking the stress away from it is also really huge. Yeah. So to go back to Genki's question, like to answer, you know, I think we're not directly answering your exact question, but we're looking at the bigger issue, the bigger problem, right? And I think a lot of our listeners have this problem. It is how do we start thinking in English? 
And this is what we want you guys to do. First of all, flood yourself with input. Use active learning with that input, right, where you're actively doing a task with the transcripts and just passive learning where you're just taking it in like music. And then take that input and start thinking in those structures in English for a specific amount of time. And as Michelle said, try to avoid the dictionary. Don't use it as a crutch. Right, right, right. And I mean, I even like, I mean, it depends, of course, on your level, but like, even, you know, when I've been learning languages, I'll take index cards and I'll put them around, you know, the apartment, like, oh, if I want to learn the word for refrigerator, I'll just put the index card on the refrigerator of the new word. And like, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, it sounds silly, but you're trying to associate like the word, like the word television or whatever. You're trying to yeah. associate in your mind the word television with a picture, like in your mind, mm-hmm. you should see a picture of a television when yep. you say that new word. You shouldn't see a picture of the translation. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's a really good thing to do. I remember in my apartment in Tokyo, I had cards all over the apartment, (laughs) all over the bathroom. I'd be sitting on the toilet and there's a card in front of me. There's a card here. There's a card there. And it's a good thing I was living alone because if I had a roommate, the person would be would be going nuts with these cards all over, but it helped to learn Japanese vocabulary. So we want you guys to do the same thing. You know, be active with your learning. It's not just going to happen magically. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. So this is such a good question. If you guys have any other tips to offer Genki here, we'd love to hear them. So come back to our blog, allearsenglish.com, type in 816 for today's episode and leave a comment and let us know if you are going to take on this challenge and these uh, these tips that we've, we've, we've shown you guys today. All right. Awesome. Great question. All right. Very cool. Michelle, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.